slept in until 9, and I tried my best not to feel guilty about it. I had lots of coffee and cookie dough ice cream and resisted the urge to pull out the scale, and I thought, maybe this is it. Maybe this is self-love. Like taking a nap three hours after I wake up is an affirmation that I am still a decent human being. But that would imply that I am decent. That is false. Gorging on ice cream in your underwear at noon on a Tuesday is indecent. I set myself a precedent that drinking alone at 3 p.m. is treating yourself, and you know, maybe sometimes that's okay. But as long as I keep pushing, as long as I spend most of my days doing what really makes me happy, ice cream is not happiness. Vodka, not happiness. Vodka ice cream, horrible idea, definitely not happiness. If I go to bed hungover, bloated, and hating myself, it is not happiness, and it is destroying my body and my mind. How can I continue skating by? Self-medication is not self-love. But what is self-love? It's working towards not feeling guilty, but also not destroying yourself. Self-love is self-care. It's taking a shower and not drinking for dinner. It's working on relationships, on your future, on the little things and the big things that you daydream about while you're sitting on the bus. Self-love is work. And sometimes, a lot of the time, I don't know where to start or to end. I'm like a painting with no underdrawing. I am that messy canvas. And maybe, maybe one day I'll be proud enough of myself that I will finish that canvas. So we all have influences, do we not? Yeah. So you talk about being influenced by spacecraft, witchcraft, and personal experiences in your life. Could you address each one of those? I'm fascinated by this. <laughs> um, there's like two two very strong interests in my life and then just like a bunch of junk I have to deal with, basically. <laughs> um, well, like spacecraft, like I just started um, polishing like my first like creative nonfiction essay. And it's about like how I used to want to be an astronaut when I was younger. Um, but I am like terrified of the concept of outer space. <laughs> like as I got older, like there's, um, there's a, the world's biggest shoe store, Ryer shoe stores in Sharon. And when I was a kid, my mom like would buy me all these like books about like the solar system and stuff. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to go into space. And then one day we were sitting in traffic in Sharon and there was this billboard and it just had a giant earth on it. Ah. Scared the crap out of me. Ah. <laughs> I was like, I can't go in space and like look at earth. I'll freak out. But it was just this like very like weird thing where like I have this like really like intense fascination with like spacecraft and with like technology and robots and i love i love mecha anime and giant robots and also just giant dinosaurs i love godzilla but like i i really love those kinds of things but they also like absolutely terrify me so that's kind of where the miss macross comes out could you say a little bit about that uh yeah um my my two favorite mechas are the Gundam franchise as a whole and uh, Super uh, Dimension Fortress Macross. Macross came to America in the 80s as Robotech. It's it's a it's a love opera in space with pop music and just giant robots. It's a good time. Um, <laughs> but it's so ridiculous because it's just this, this spaceship that turns into a giant robot and it has a whole colony of people in it. And the people in it are trapped in space and or before they're going to die. And they're trying to like really face like normal, normalcy in their life and are like, like, yeah, let's like, let's still run businesses and let's, let's run a beauty pageant. Let's have Miss Macross. So there's like, oh, there's a few whole episodes just like about just mm. having the Miss Macross beauty pageant and this spaceship that is at war. And I just, I just loved that. So well, much. Uh, from what you talk to us, it kind of translates into your own life. Does it not? 
<laughs> kind of, yeah. Indeed. So quite often what we do uh, is we ask people to step outside of their comfort zones. When you think of a comfort zone, Sheena, what do you what do you think about it? Comfort zones are just they're 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 not bad things, but um for for me it is like places that I go to like regularly. Normally it's like just staying at home for the longest time. It was I never shared my work really and I just really enjoyed just writing it at home. My my comfort zone was just staying at home, writing my journal, keeping to myself, and then it's turned into like a couple places in like um the coffee shop in Brookline that had the month like their weekly open mic. That was like really like the only place that I felt comfortable reading at for the longest time. And eventually, like for me, like my comfort zones have really like expanded. Like it's very terrifying to put yourself out there. But then once you do, your reaction is either going to be, well, this isn't so bad or, well, this is horrible. And if it's horrible, you don't have to do it again. And if it actually turns and out to be pretty and good. you're talking to yourself. Right. Like you'd talk to a friend. You're giving yourself encouragement and support. Yeah. Telling them like what, what, what's really going to hurt. Like. So what we consider is people to be like balloons with an infinite capacity for expansion, okay? But sometimes these comfort zones hold us back, okay? Because change doesn't take place inside a comfort zone. When we talk about, where does change take place? When we talk about thinking outside the box. I mean, the word change like necessarily means like something different. So yeah, you you have to you have to go outside the box in order to change. So you had to challenge yourself when you when you speak of uh, being a performing artist with social anxiety. Right. Yeah, that was it's it's difficult because it's also hard to explain um, to people that are just like you're like I normally feel like really comfortable on stage, but when it comes to like when I get off stage and someone tries to talk to me. Um, it really depends on like how much like social energy I have and like I will get like socially exhausted very easily. Um, and, but it's, it's totally different on stage and I'm also really used to being on stage. Um, I was a dancer when I was from the age of five. So like being, being on stage is very natural to me, but not per performing is not the same thing as conversation. It's just not. And it's still very intimidating. However you do it. Yes. Okay. So that's courage. And quite often what we do is we help people deal with fear. Okay. And all courage is, is the ability to deal with fear. So the, the big thing about it is, okay, it's like telling someone to hula hoop because it's good for you. Or when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. But what I'm hearing is that you actually tell people how to do it. Okay. You tell them how to do it, and that's that's beautiful. I love that with with your plans, and, and in keeping with that, I read a you have the Magical Girl Cafe. Could you tell us a little bit about that? And I'd like to explore that. Oh sure, um, it's it's just a blog. I started it um, right after I graduated, um, January twenty seventeen. Um, it was really just a way for me to kind of um, just post the process of me like working on working on like my career and also like on myself. So like pursuing my writing. So like the contents of the blog kind of like vary from like actual like writings, like things like reviews and poems and things to actually like writing about that process, like writing about those reviews and the difficulty of performing that poetry. So it's just a kind of a mix of both. I think there's so many people 
could relate to your story and your life experiences. And my hope is that everyone out there who's interested in our talk today would go to, would go to your blog. Um, particularly where you were talking about life fatigue. I love that statement. Talk about life fatigue because so many people experience that and they stay there. Well, I feel I feel like it can really, really go like one of two ways. It's either like this like complete like stagnation where you're just like for 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 a very short like time last year, like I was working a job that was not in my career lineup. It was like 2017 was like so stressful that like for a while, like I just like kind of gave up and like gave in and the job like paid pretty well. But like it was just 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 intense like discontent and I felt very tired because I wasn't getting anything done um, that I actually wanted to do. Um, but there's also the like life exhaustion of like just putting too much on your plate. Like a lot of um, like my my boyfriend is a comedian, Eric Williams, and like he'll he'll do like three open mics in a night. I can't do that. <laughs> and but like there was a while where I was going out like every single night. Like I'd have a show or I'd have a mic or I'd have tutoring because I'd be doing after school tutoring too. So like it I didn't I didn't have a day off for like weeks or months at a time and was going on stage and then having to go out afterwards and like using up like the little social energy I had. So like too much of either of those things, the stagnation or like too much of everything is neither is good. So we often talk about moderation and the Buddha often talks about walking the middle path. <laughs> so getting back to being your own gardener, I think it'd be a wonderful uh, perhaps way for you to get out there to particularly young ladies who begin to lose their self-concept and self-esteem around the age of nine years old. And that's, uh, that's sad. So the three things that we often talk about that a gardener wants to help his plants bloom or her plants bloom is sunshine, water, and soil. So we kind of look at soil is the environment that you place around yourself. And that involves choices. That involves people, places, things, situations. So tell us a little bit about how you made that effort to plant yourself in positive, healthy soil. Well, I'm still working on it. <laughs> um, it, it is me starting to say yes a little less because um, I have a lot of interests, but I only have so much time and energy. Um, so it has been really like me evaluating what what is important to me, like, and also balancing like what is important to me in my interests, and also what would be beneficial to me, like fiscally or career wise, and like seeing like is is there something that like covers both in the Venn diagram? If so, go for those first and. So like I I have been have been like trying to cut back a little bit because I still I do volunteer a lot and I still work a lot and do a lot of side stuff as well and I'm just in the process of cutting things down. And then we often keeping in that vein we often talk here about using time as currency. Okay, being imagine that. So uh, what would your favorite color be today, Sheena? Your huh. favorite color. Red. <laughs> red. That's cool. Okay. So it's red. And if there's a shape that would have some significance for you in the moment, like a diamond, uh, circle, square, flag, cross, flower, whatever, heart, what would it be? A circle. A circle. Okay. So you have these red circles, Sheena, and they're just not Crayola crayon uh, 
color, okay? They're magnificent and they're shimmering and they're glowing and they're alive and they're flowing and they're magnificent like a Novot in space that you're watching out of your spacecraft, okay? Mm -hmm. So you're born with time. We're all born with time. So imagine that you have a pocket full of these and every time that you do something, you're actually reaching in that pocket, pulling out one of these magnificent, irreplaceable objects and spending it like currency. There's no refunds. It's not Walmart. They won't give you a gift card. Okay, so have you thought about that when you're, when you're, you only have so much energy, you only have so much time, and be mindful about how you spend it. Of all the substances on Earth, Sheena, time's the thing that we abuse the most. I'd agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so our challenge to you is to be able to perhaps in your uh, own style that you have is maybe to put a, put that out. I'm, I'm, I'm challenging you. <laughs> I really like what you do. I'm impressed. Well, thank you. And I appreciate the challenge. Again, we're going to repeat you have a powerful message to carry to others. And when we talk about life fatigue, we often on this program, we often talk about resetting. Okay, so when your phone gets a little clunky, when your computer maybe eh, not running right, what do you do? Well, when it comes to like electronics, <laughs> just shut them off, let them charge. And you turn it back on, right? You reset it. So what we help people do is they give them ways that they can reset themselves. Okay, and you can hit that reset button on yourself anytime you choose. I, I've had to do that. <laughs> well, tell us a, bit, a little bit about that. Well, um, when you, you asked me earlier about Mecca Depression Fest. Yes, yes. <laughs> that was um, that was the end of 2017. Um, just very, was very stressed. And that was a time when I was going out way too much and doing too many shows and making too many commitments. And it was just a weekend slash like week to myself. I... I worked, I did all of my personal responsibilities, but I was also just like, I haven't even given myself like the, I was so stressed. Like I didn't even give myself like the time to cry, like about like things that were upsetting me. Like I was just like, no, like I've got like what, five hours to sleep. I need to get that over with. I can go to work. Um, so no, this was, that was just like my like way of like coping. So I just watched a bunch of really sad Mecca <laughs> for like days and just like, just like hung out, just like cried it out. Like I did did some puzzles and model kits I'd been like leaving in the to get dusty for like months and just it was just this very like peaceful private time and I like I had even like warned my boyfriend in advance. I was just like I was just I just need some like space. It's gonna seem a little weird and then I'll be fine. And then I was. It was incredibly helpful. <laughs> So it sounds like you became toxic and you needed to detox yourself. Yeah, it was just like, just shut down and then just came back. It was just giving myself like that little bit of like time off. So in good. one of your blogs, you made a choice and you made it a decision. And as everyone out there knows, I'm a behavioral health therapist. And Sheena, everyone that I've ever seen get well has come in and they've t I've noticed something different about them. And I said, what's going on? And they said, I made a decision. I made a choice that I didn't want to feel like this anymore. So one of your writings, and I love this, is you said, so yesterday I started the process of taking back control of my thoughts and actions. I am in a metaphysical fist fight with my depression, and this is what I'm going to do to fight it. That's beautiful. 
Oh, thanks. <laughs> it was just a response out of like frustration with myself, really. And frustration and desperation, most people would think those are awful things. However, conversely, we can view those as a gift. Yeah, I mean, it's almost almost like a fight or flight response. It's either you, you fight back or you just kind of give in to those feelings. So in a 12-step world, we call it beaten into a sense of reasonableness, perhaps not a physical beating, but an emotional beatings can be often quite, quite devastating. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.